Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Today's episode of the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. You know, you need energy efficiency when hosting a podcast, but you also need energy efficiency if you want the most out of your windows and doors. I'm on Pella's website right now, and how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors by Pella won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big time right there. For more information on how Pella can make your home more comfortable and energy efficient, check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by my good pals at Runza. We all know about the greatness you know, of the, of the Runza sandwich, the great burgers, the best fries on the planet. But Runza also has two of my favorite salads, man. The Southwest Chicken Salad with the Spicy Ranch, absolutely delicious. And the Sweet Berry Chicken Salad. You got dried cranberries popping off fresh greens, a perfect complement of rich feta cheese and walnuts and creamy poppy seed dressing. To top it all off, it is fantastic. Get to Runza today and try a salad. Runza makes it all better. Okay. So with uh, with with college basketball officially wrapped up and in the rearview mirror, uh, if you missed it, I had a a recap of Baylor's dismantling of Gonzaga in the national championship game on my last podcast. You can certainly go check that out. Uh, it's on the podcast feed. So with college basketball kind of officially wrapped up and spring football underway uh, at Nebraska, I figured it was time to dive back into some Husker football talk with my guy, Bo Rude. And of course, whenever Bo and I get together and do a podcast, a bottle of wine just finds its way into the equation. So we had to do a wine pod, and we got we got a little tipsy to say the least, which always makes things uh, very interesting and very fun. So full disclosure, we recorded this on Friday, April 2nd. So we recorded on Friday night, April 2nd. This is a spring football preview for Nebraska. And, you know, we just decided to kind of do a broad position group by position group dive into what we see with with each of uh, the the positions and what we like and and what are concerns and of course we end up talking to some in, it, with some big picture things as well special teams uh, philosophical things about you know maybe frost getting bigger trying to s- maybe slow things down or not play as up tempo uh, in terms of no huddle stuff and all that so. This was uh, this was fun. This was good to kind of get back into football talk, and you guys are really, really going to enjoy this. Again, recorded it uh, last Friday night, April 2nd. So let's get to it, man. Wine Pod with yours truly and former All-Big 12 Husker linebacker Bo Rude. A little spring football preview for your Nebraska Coin Huskers. Enjoy. All right, here we are. And uh, we've uh, we've established a new protocol. That I, do we like this new protocol? Barut is here. It's a wine pod. We like. I feel like the pe- people want to like watch the progression of drinking the bottle of wine and watching us kind of get drunk by the end of it. I don't think this is smart that we are now like we are done with this bottle of wine. You have basically not even a drink left. I've been, I have been more disciplined than you as we've hung out for the past two hours and talked. We've talked for three hours because <laughs> we voice, lost. My voice is like I feel like I'm, by the end of it I'm going to be like Doc Rivers. I'm like, <laughs> gotta get Trey. Gotta get him. 
It's not Adrian's fault. It's not his fault. We need Doc Brown to go back in time. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be horrible. But we've we've spent but what are we three doing? out. Smart? Well, here's here's our issue right now. What's the issue? issue? Is we go too long in between pods. Yeah. So what? When I walk in the door, we we reminisce for three hours about nothing to do with the podcast, and then we realize it's nine o'clock now. And we haven't started recording. It is 9, 12 p.m. You showed up at my house at 6.30. Yeah. So we have drank a bottle of wine. It's done. The bottle is, of wine is gone. gone. I mean, we've already drank it. It's gone. And I don't... I, I liked, in theory, the idea of like, hey, let's drink a little bit so we're loose before the pod starts. But I'm, I'm starting to wonder if we need to rethink our plan with this thing. I mean, the next time we do it, like we'll drink three balls, we'll be sleeping, and then we'll miss the pod. See, that's the problem. That's I, the progression. You, you could feel like at the towards the end of like our regular conversation, it was like, man, we need to save some of this energy for this pod here. You know, <laughs> we're at that point. Well, we're at the point in the night of hall pass. They eat at Applebee's. Do we need to put a bow on it? Yeah, we were we were already talking about the TV <laughs> the TV shows we're missing right now. <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. But if I'm not mistaken, so we're recording this. On Friday night, April 2nd. And if I'm not mistaken, was today the first day in pads for spring football? Today was the first day in pads. Oh, because I saw, I think Ryan Held tweeted, you're not on Twitter, but he tweeted a, I call it a gif, I think it's called a gif, but a gif of Drago and Rocky like eyeing each other down. Held's a big Rocky Four, like any like game day, and it'll be like Rocky on the top of the mountain or something like that. Like okay, Held, what's... Held wants all Rocky Four <laughs> all the time. Right? Okay, let me. Uh, you know my theory. You know my theory. What's your theory? If you're if Rocky Four is your favorite Rocky, what movie is in your top five? You know if, I've told you this. If Rocky Four is, is your, your favorite, favorite of the Rockies, Rocky. I know what movies in your top five of all time. Oh my god! I should know this. You've told me this before. Yes. You I don't. don't want, I don't this? want you to weasel out. I don't want you. What's the movie? Then this is an equation that holds true. <laughs> Been saying it for years. I mean, Shawshank. No. Forrest Gump. No. Think more. Meathead. <laughs> What's the biggest Meathead movie? I got the need. Oh, Top Gun? Yes. So yes. the equation is, if I talk to somebody, wow. you tell me your favorite Rockies, Rocky Four. usually Top Gun's <laughs> in your top five ever. That's an equation that I'm works. I'm pretty sure. Now, this might have been this might have been Troy Walters that did this. Shouts out to RIP to Troy Walters in his career at Nebraska. But, like, <laughs> that would do the, the – maybe it might have been Ryan Held of when they would – because you know when – so here's what happens on Twitter. I, got, I feel like i got to fill you in on like life on Twitter. What happens on Twitter? So when sometimes when coaches get a recruit, they can't tweet about this specific recruit, they can, but they can tweet like some gif that shows their excitement They're excited, that yeah. they got. Like, and it might have been held whenever they'd get a speedster, they oh, would get know. the top gun crews and like high-fiving as they're walking out to the jet. I'm, I'm this is a prediction, okay? I, I'm not on Twitter, not on social media. But if you go check Ryan Held's Twitter, if he just did a Rocky Four, I think if you scroll down, you're gonna see some Top Gun. I well, I know I've seen Top Gun. <laughs> you know, and, and, I, and maybe maybe I'm a, I was assuming it was Troy Walters, but that doesn't. I don't think Troy Walters was oh, was Nick, gifting I'm it out like you, that. If Held's you know a Rocky you, Four guy, he's a Top Gun guy. You, you know they what your brother does? Hand. 
Lebowski. Big Lebowski, the dude hit the car. He's so... The, the people what? that know my brother, just they <laughs> laugh at that because they go, of course he would. Well, what I what I love is there's probably these linebackers that follow him on Twitter that are, that are like, what is what? My my brother's kind like of a Barrett. We need to talk to Barrett. Barrett needs to go to like he's cool, you know but he's a Geico, dweeb. Are those, yeah. those Geico commercials about not becoming your dad? Oh my gosh! You know you've seen those right? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. I feel like Barrett. Here's the problem: is everything's Barrett's Mister Cool. Barrett, we know he's not. He needs to go to like a cool teacher and be like, okay, Barrett, do we think kids know about the Big Lebowski? Do you think that 16-year-old outside backer that you're recruiting, like you think he knows anything about the Big Lebowski? He's like, let's show him a little Grateful Dead. Woo! You got a little Grateful Dead, huh? You like that? No. Okay. I mean, but he's been doing that since he was 10 years old. Me and you have been giving it to Just him. Just crushing him, you know? Everybody's like... I think I heard Damon one time. I was like, Barrett, you know, is like the Mr. GQ cool guy. And I'm like, oh, my God. We've been giving it to my brother. <laughs> now he does. Nick, he's got the flow. He's got still got the good hair going. He's got the hair. He's got the sunglasses. That guy's eye is sunlight sensitivity. He needs to go to like, that dude has to have sunglasses. It doesn't matter what time of day. It's like that dude's got to have sunglasses on. Yeah, just, I think just, those coaches, they all kind of wear sunglasses. They got to yeah. do that. But how did we say? Oh, Rocky Four because it's the first day in pads. <laughs> That that equation holds, right? Hey, time out though. Side note: Did you see Creed? Did you enjoy Creed? And Creed and one, tread lightly. I never watched Creed two. Creed two. Creed one was good. Creed one was a fantastic movie. Creed one was good. I mean, it's fantastic. Rocky. I mean, Rocky was sick. Creed took care of him. God, <laughs> like it, right? And I kind of like that it, like the way it, in, it didn't have like he lost to Ricky Hatton. Yeah. Spoiler alert, people haven't seen Creed, but he loses to pretty Ricky Hat. Like, it, it seemed to make sense. Like, I, I like that they did it like that. Yeah. But Creed 2, I enjoyed Creed 2 because I like the, I mean, it's very Hollywoody. Creed 2 went more towards, like, Ryan Held's, like, can I direct this movie? Yeah. I got some ideas. Here's Sylvester Stallone. Guess who's coming back? My name. Ivan Drago had a son. I've, I've got a script for you. <laughs> it's going to work like a charm. <laughs> oh, I almost caught a cramp in my hammy. Oh, boy. That is... If we went through Ryan Held's emails, would there be an email to Sylvester.Stallone <laughs> at gmail.com recommending what to do with Creed 2? But I'm just telling you that I, I am drinking coffee this morning. I'm like, oh, we got a Drago Rocky gif, and that means it's a first day of pets. So that means spring football is in full swing. And even though we are kind of wrapping up college basketball, you text me. like, we need to do a spring football wine pot. Because there's a lot. This is a crucial, critical spring. Well, because remember, this is a huge spring in the sense of we did not get a spring last year. So this is the first, like, off-season of development that two years' worth of new players are going to get. So, yeah, I'm actually, you know, it was nice to have a little football break, I think. Because it was just, you know. Anxiety was high. It was just just a long. It felt like it was like just. We waited so long to the right. season. There was a disappointment. To have a little break, I'm refreshed now, and I'm excited to have Nebraska football back. Do we want to start? I mean, do we just want to dive right into it, or do we want to tackle a couple of other things before we dive into it? Do we need to dive into it before we get too out Let's of our minds? Let's dive in because the wine's official. It's going to be done 
now. So the problem was you and I were sitting here and trying to be like, how do we want to structure it, man? And I think in some ways it's just best to go position by position. And I think yeah. that will cover it all. And then we'll have some big picture questions at the end of this thing and try to get you out and get, get out of here. But do we want to start with the quarterbacks? You just want to get into the juice, the juice right away. Even yes. though they're not necessarily – that's not necessarily the biggest question mark on the offense. Well, let me ask you – your answer to this question will be where we start. The biggest question mark position-wise on the offense is – Running back. Then let's start at running back. What stands out to you when you first think about the running back room heading into spring ball? That we don't have a clear even one and two. I mean, we don't even have two guys in the running – that I feel like I know. I mean, we've seen three or four of the really young guys yep. that just got to, but I don't know that any of those guys are going to be the guys that play. And I just don't have a good feel for the transfer for Sevian Morrison. Or um, I, I did actually hear that the young, um, the, there's a freshman kid out of Georgia that's like a mid-year guy that looks pretty good. An early enrollee? Early like, enrollee. Yeah. But like, still, I mean, it's, it's a true... Right. The kid should be like gearing up for prom right now, right? right. So I, I just think that position right now is... It's very important because that's the, the one of the missing pieces of our offense. And I just feel like right now, it's like, what the heck are we, we going to do? I, yeah, in some ways, I, I feel like... The more I've thought about, you know, you think about, okay, what has gone wrong the first couple of years? And I think in some ways, everything could get traced back to the running back spot and the inability post-Divino Zigbo to find a guy. When really, Divino Zigbo had to be the guy by kind of like because Greg Bell didn't work. Yeah. And so the, it's crucial. Because I'm glad you said, like, I don't think as much as we kind of ripped on the wide receivers all season and yeah. questioned that, like, I actually think getting the, if you could, if you could ask me what position would I want to be the best for the, give Nebraska to be the best chance to win, like, I actually think this running back spot's the most important. If you, who would be the, if you, gun to your head, you have to guess who's the day one starter. Is it Step, the USC kid? Step or Morrison. I, 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 I What's Sevian Morrison's like running style? Like, what is he a slasher? He was a good high school player. You right. know, he ran for a lot of yards. He was fast, but you know, he's not like a not really a lateral guy. He's like a slasher, home run guy. Because Steps got some power, so I, I would say, gun to my head, Step. I think it's I, that'd be my my guess. I don't know anything about, but that's what the, this this speaks to the critical nature of the position where it's like you're 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 grasping at like I don't I mean think about it. we're naming it we're saying it's going to be step and the guys never no we we don't have anybody that's had ten carries in a game right that's that's a little concerning yeah so I mean there's no question that that this spot though is. Is and this to me this position group and the hard part is like I think there should be like a, we should preface everything with like we all don't get to see practice all we're gonna base things off of is like reading between the lines of quotes from the coaches yeah. and then one spring game how much does that paint a uh, an accurate depiction of what's really happening I don't know I guess real quick did you ever feel like 
And I don't know how much you were paying attention to like what SIP and people were writing in the paper. Like, did you ever feel like there was something being depicted that was happening in spring ball that was like, that's not really how, like this guy's playing great or this is going really well. And you're like, no, not really. Mm. Did you ever feel like that was, I mean, they, they kind of make stories and they, you know, they, it's always, it's always something, but usually it's, when somebody actually makes a jump, that's usually when they start reporting on them, right? When somebody that you don't know of is like right. running with the ones all of a sudden, like you know, then it's a story. But I mean, that's that's natural. I, I don't know. I don't think it's like they're making up stories that don't exist necessarily. But um, practice is still practice. Like like some things don't always translate to games. So it's like sometimes you gotta temper your like, oh, this guy looked really good in spring ball, right? But but there's there is something too like you can't use it as total gospel but like you can you can tell by listening to the way the coaches talk to the media there that that's it right on who on who's who's playing well who's not what's going on you know like you I just always remember and he's obviously not on the team anymore but like I do remember when Maurice Washington got to practice it was like you instantly like heard like this dude. This dude yeah. is like home runs, making people miss, like electric speed. Like I do hope at some point over the next month, we are hearing something about either Sevion Morrison or Step or someone like some guy being like emerging as yeah. really playing well. Well, I, I, something that's kind of hard, I think, for people to wrap their mind around always is sort of this what development actually is and we live in a world where you know like basketball is all one and done even football starts to feel more like there's a lot of these ready-made guys that come to the big schools but the, it's still like some guys take three or four years before they sort of pop. are ready to yeah, pop right. and that's the part that that i think you have to keep in mind is it does take a lot of time. Yeah. Spring ball, like just the act of it, a lot of guys get better. But it, the guys that you kind of have written off for a couple years, they finally get like big enough and strong enough and understand what they're doing to finally like do some positive things they couldn't do before. So that's the part that, that I'm glad you, you're saying this. I think this is an important thing. It's develop. That's what development is. Yeah, like, like cause, because it takes all, time. We are all so guilty of it, of like, if a freshman, like for instance, I think he's going to pop, but like if we, if we don't hear anything about Thomas Fedoni immediately, by this time next year, Fedoni would be kind of an afterthought. Yeah, which is weird, right? And again, and again, I think Fedoni, like we'll get to the tight ends at some point, and I think Fedoni's going to make an impact this year, but I'm just using him as an example. Yeah. Like, we... We'll we'll write you off fast, and it takes. There's a non-negotiable level of athleticism and strength that goes into being able to play, especially certain positions, at you know the Big Ten level. And so, so for some guys, it takes time. And so I think it's I think what you just said is an important thing for everyone to keep in mind. We want to we want to write all these. You know, I mean, listen to who we've talked about. We're we're only talking about the two new guys at running back. Yeah. When, and Sevian's not new, but he didn't play last year. But still, he's a red shirt. Like, I just remember even being like a red shirt freshman and sophomore, and there were just moments where you're like, you were just not quite strong enough 
and it just was a little bit harder. And then two years later, you're a junior and senior, and you're just, you feel stronger. You feel, it's just so much more, it's easier to just digest everything and to read the play and to understand what you're supposed to do quickly versus right. like thinking about it. It takes years of development. And I don't know that we give the 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 proper due to like it takes a couple years. Do you do you feel like all your big jumps as a player happen in the spring? Or when does that big jump happen? Um or is it, or or is I mean, it not, Nick, or is it not like that? Like is, you don't have to you, answer. Like it, it, it's legitimately the off season. You just you you hammer out hard workouts all winter. You work on the fundamentals in spring, get better. Then you spend all summer like hammering hard workouts, and you like you look and you feel different in those call it seven months of just like like you're just absolutely like building up your body and then the season you play and like kind of like break it back down and then you right, rebuild you it, it bigger I mean, break it down a little bit more you know it's like that's the cycle and but like god I remember you coming out of high school like do you remember how strong you were in high school you weren't very strong no it's like there's just this there's this base level of like i'm a closer to a fucking ma a man now so well but but the the to the one thing if you know sticking with the running backs though the one thing that i do feel like typically Pops relatively quick is running back. Yeah, close. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. That so that that's the only thing of like I think it's a, it doesn't render what you just said irrelevant because I think it's important to keep in mind at a bunch of other positions. But I feel like running backs the one position that it's I would say it's pretty rare for a running back to be a late like pop later because in all reality Ozigbo Ozigbo popped later, but like. He still wasn't the starter initially. No. Yeah, we but always like, talk about running backs kind of either have it or you don't. Yeah, because you got Ramir Johnson, um, Marvin Scott, Ronald Tompkins. Like, one guy's injured. One guy was kind of small. The other guy was uh, Scott. I don't know. We'll see what Scott's about. Um, I just would say my my again, and you don't want to. I'm not. I don't want to fall victim to just writing these guys off, but I do feel like I, I'm yet to be wowed by any of those guys yet. I just haven't got to see, like getting to see these guys play will. I think it'll help to see these guys play if you like in this in the spring game. Or right, you get to see it. Oh no question. Like that's I want to see these guys. I can't move. wait for the spring game because I do feel like just watching how uh, like. There's a lot of stuff you can't take away from the spring game, but like you can watch how running backs just move in a little bit. Exactly. You can by the way they move, you can say, "Ooh, yes he, or no." Yeah, like, "Ooh, he's got some pop. He's got some." Again, I talk about this all the time. Like, it took one carry for Amir Abdullah, one carry for Rex Burkhead for you to go like, "That guy's really good." Yeah, with like, a, we'll watch the spring game, and our offensive line will learn nothing. I'll tell you that right now. Right. We'll just be like, uh, "I, I can't tell." Yeah. But the, the the running back, the way they move, you'll go, hmm, okay. Yes. Anything else with the running backs? Nope. Let's move on. Wide receivers, because I would say that's the next big question, right? That's the funnest topic, probably. Well, okay. Uh, is the guy that we anointed as the next Randy Moss, Jerry Rice, greatest of all time, is he ready to finally – Live up to the potential. Well, I think Omar Manning. I believe we then wrote him off and said, "Don't expect to ever see Omar Manning again." But Omar Manning is still here, and Omar Manning is practicing. 
and that's a good thing. So I mean, I don't know. I don't almost want to jinx it by saying anything else. <laughs> I think the fact is, the Omar Manning's practicing, and that's a good thing. Okay, I, I, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. I, I have no doubt that that guy has skills. From everything I've heard, when he was out there, dude's got skills. And so I think it's just a matter of letting that guy stay in the program, get some confidence, and then once he gets some confidence to you know be to be out there full time, um, you know I didn't I don't even know what you know kept him out, but he was out. Right. And yeah, the great mystery of. But you know, it was a short year. Tra- you know, those are all things. It's a, weird, it was a year. weird year. I mean, it was a really weird year. I think you just write last year off as weird and say, okay, let's let this guy get through a spring and see how he does. But it's I mean, the reality is I think we're we're probably hoping and needing for two guys that didn't catch a pass last year to be to hit and yeah. that's Manning and then Ture. Yeah. And all indications is Ture's been looking I mean I think he's going to be like people are pretty high on him right now. Like in a genuine way, not in a not in the hype way that I think we can't, we had with Manning. Well, I mean again, I think you and I talked like you, you, there is an element of taking junior college production with a grain of salt. Should there's an element of taking high school production even with a grain of salt. Yeah. Now, even though Ture was at the FCS level, that's still that's more legit than if you, JUCO. If you're an All American at that level, you are legit. Period. I mean, you. Whenever I, I think I've told you, like watching Last Chance U on Netflix, that they actually did a junior college basketball team this year, which was hilarious, but and just riveting. But during junior college football, I mean, you just got to, I mean, some of these guys are like, cover, cover, what, were we in cover two? <laughs> what? Huh? What are you Like, it's just, so, so it makes you realize, like, oh, so-and-so's roasting a secondary that doesn't even know what is happening. Yeah. You know, so, but... Typically, at the FCS level, guys know what's what's happening a little bit better. So oh, I think yeah. you can take his production with a with a with without like you can like you know what that's 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 legit. I take his legit. I did. I take that as you can transfer from any sort of any school um, that's not like a powerhouse school and I'd be like that guy produced at a good school. Well, okay. What about bets? Uh, tons of promise. Uh, got in the field last year should be better than last year, which is a nothing but a positive. I mean, I look at this receiver group and guys like Betts is like, okay, like the receivers were not good last year, period. Right. Um, but Betts was our one of our talents. He'll he was a highlight and he'll be better. This Oliver Miller, I think people are kind of high on, and he I think dude just jumped like forward. Like he's got some yeah, really he, is impressive. he like kind of freaky. Yeah, I think he might be. And so that guy, they were saying in the paper, which was interesting, he's like, he didn't even really get to practice and like came in, didn't know the offense, and sort of still played. So he'll get a, an actual offseason to know what he's doing. Because he's the Iowa transfer. Yeah, Michigan and Iowa. Yes. So he was a high-rate recruit. Uh, I think he's got a lot of talent. But like, that's where those weight were. Like, I, I saw those numbers, and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, we had some guys put up some like, like all time good testing numbers, which tells you it's like okay, we got some guys right. that can 
a comparably good athlete. There, you yeah. know, I mean. But, yeah, so I'd say Betts, Miller, Toure, and Manning, right? Those are four guys that. Martin and Manning, you mean? All, uh, Oliver no, Martin? O- Omar Manning, Oliver oh. Martin. Toure uh, and Betts. Toure and Betts. Yeah. So you got four guys that all have the potential to help. We basically, I, you know, we're going to be reasonable. Let's say we're going to we count go. on two of these guys to make it this year. That's an improvement off of last year. Where do guys like Wyatt Lever and Levi Falk, like, are they your, your and I don't mean this to be like your grunt receivers, your 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 pop pass blocker, like what what's their role? Their job is to come in and be able to um, not dominate, but not have it such a letdown where we can't throw when they're in. They Could, need to come be an option, actually, and they should be able to. Right. Um, so I think I think those guys just got to be um, they got to be efficient and they got to be able to actually spell some of these guys. Like, let's say the two of the four I mentioned that are like our the guys that we have high hopes for. Um, if two of those guys can actually like be the guys, then these other two guys or of those other dudes, they all got to be able to like spell them and just just make it like keep some continuity in. There. How many? What's a good number of total wide receivers you you like you need to have? That you feel good about heading into the year, like five, five. I mean, I would like five because you. I think you saw last year we'd have times where like it was either run down or throw down, and, and you look at the receivers yeah. and you'd be like, "Well, that's we're running tell. or we're right. throwing." Well, so I mean, okay, so Martin Falk Lever, you got Tere, Betts, then you got uh, Randy Moss, Jerry Rice, Omar Man. <laughs> yeah. So was that was that six? Six and then, and then Alante Brown, Alante Brown, and Will Nixon. Um, Will Nixon is a coach's kid. His, co- his dad used to coach at Baylor. I like coaches' kids. Mm-hmm. And this kid was good in Texas, so he'll be sort of the Wandale replacement if he has those skills. Okay, uh, yeah, because he's five eleven, one eighty five. Yeah, but he's like a running back hybrid type. So he he's a kind of a wild card, but he could be a real help to because he's a different skill set than those other four. And then Alante Brown, I just kind of don't know. I know he's fast, but I just don't. I don't know what he is. Right I don't now. either. Um, do we feel like? Uh, I mean, do we feel like Tere is going to be the leading receiver? Tere, right now, they're playing him the slot, which I kind of like. Oh, it's you know, he's a little bit taller f- for the slots we've had, and I think he'll probably be the guy that gets the ball a lot because um, I think he's a really good route runner and I think he understands the game and in that slot position you're going to get a chance at the ball if you know how to get open and okay. I think he's going to be that guy I think Manning and Betts are going to be the guys stretch the field go up and get the ball I think Teray is going to be the guy that knows how to get open anywhere on the field well I mean the one thing I will say about Betts is if you know there's that whole like pass the eye test that you know they look that that's how it's it looks pretty good. Like he looks the part. He's got it. He he's got the look. Um, anything we're missing with the wide receivers? You feel we got good it. about it. Nobody we we shortchanged or didn't. I mean, we were reasonable this year. We anointed last year. We anointed. I wrote. I think I wrote when I did my most indispensable Huskers. I think he was like. I think he was number two. He was two. I think it was Martinez, and then it was Omar Manning, and then it was Wandale. 
Sheesh. That's how our season That's went, embarrassing. Though. That's our season, though. Well, in some ways, you know what? Maybe I was right. The season didn't go well because dude he, didn't even If you were play. indispensable <laughs> when you got dispensed, when you got dispensed, we got dispensed. See? I think, I think, if anything, maybe I was a genius with that stuff. All right, let's take a quick break from the podcast to talk about White Castle Roofing. You know, one of the best decisions I've made was calling White Castle Roofing when my roof had some hail damage back in the day to my old house in Omaha. I needed experts. I needed people I can trust. That's White Castle. White Castle Roofing made the entire process so easy and so smooth, and they did a great job. They communicate every step of the way in their crews. They're knowledgeable. They care about the details, and cleanup is a top priority. So if you need experts, you can trust. White House Roofing is the answer. In fact, I'm dealing with a leak in my roof in my new house, and you know who I called immediately? Of course, White Castle. Ben from White Castle came to the house last week, took a look at things, and we already got the ball rolling on what to do next. When it comes to your roof, you need people you can trust, and trust me, you can trust the good people at White Castle. Check them out, whitecastleroofing.com. White Castle Roofing, built with trust, Proven by time. And the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by my friends at Runza. There is nothing better than hearing from an old high school football teammate like my former offensive lineman, Brett Oltman, on Twitter, where he went out and he tried the Ruben Runza and loved it. That's what I'm talking about, baby. And my dad, my father, he got his Ruben Runza game right. He gave it two thumbs up. Again, Ruben Runza is available at all Runza locations. It's everything you love about a Ruben wrapped up inside the greatness of a Runza sandwich. So make sure you stop out to Runza, try the brand new Ruben Runza. And speaking of Runzas, don't forget that every Runza is made to order, meaning you can add anything in the kitchen within reason to add on a Runza since everyone starts as an original Runza. You can add pickles or ketchup or ranch, whatever. It is up to you. So whether you get a Reuben Runza or get creative and add something to an original Runza, you know it's going to be delicious. So head out to Runza today, and while you're there, tell them your buddy, your pal, Nick Ba sent you and the Nick Bob podcast is brought to you by my friends at Pella Windows and Door. You know, when it's time to get a new set of windows or a new door, you got to go with Pella. Why? Because they can provide window and door solutions to any home. They can turn your window and door modeling dreams into a reality. And because the people are great, Vince and Steve and Clint and Brian, the whole gang, they are all fantastic. And you know what else is fantastic? Knowing that you're going to be working with Pella and only Pella the entire time. Do you realize that when you work with some other window companies, all of a sudden questions pop up, like who, who's going to install it? Who's going to pre-finish it? Who's doing that? And before you know it, you're working with like four or five different people. Oh my God. Ugh. You want the convenience and simplicity of working with one company, not three or four. That is Pella. Check them out on the web, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Dot com back to the podcast. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You know, is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? Uh, I, I know for me, you know, this COVID and this pandemic certainly can mess with you mentally. Well, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor, and you're going to get a timely, thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't 
ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. You can visit their website, betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com. And there are amazing testimonials posted daily. Uh, here's, here's one I'm reading right now. Uh, from uh, about Norma says been my therapist for over a year and has changed my life another one right here she is nice and understanding to talk with she made me feel heard and safe to open up I'm very grateful for her and everything she's done for me so far I look forward to the future there are just thousands of testimonials just like that so visit betterhelp.com that's better help h-e-l-p and we got a special offer for my podcast listeners enter the promo code at betterhelp.com slash nick ba that's n-i-c-k-b-a-h-e just enter the promo code nick ba n-i-c-k-b-a-h-e you get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com. Okay. Uh, you want to go to Tatins? Nick, I'm. Uh, you want to. You, okay, well, let's. I got my jeans on. You I'm got, you showing off my tight ends. Okay. Should we just get right into the second coming of Antonio Gates? Um, I think we should actually. I'm joking. Um, I'm just, I'm gassing every, everybody tonight. I'm just, you're going for give, the gas. I'm going to gas up every, because it's Kool-Aid season. It's Kool-Aid season, but I would, I would tell you to, no, don't you dare tell me that packet of Kool-Aid. I would, I would hang on to it until summer. So okay? what am I supposed to, I'm just supposed to drink water and drink water. Austin oh, Allen, okay. <laughs> Travis Volklick, a <laughs> couple of tall glasses of water. They are some tall glasses of water, but dog. this is, this is a really, if I were to say the most sturdy, um, the most linebackers and tight ends are probably our most thoroughly top to bottom sturdy positions. Great. Like, yeah, like there's a lot of things when Scott Frost goes to bed at night and he worries about things like I would think tight ends and linebackers are not high on that list. Yeah. So you've got Allen who's six, eight and he's got experience and he's pretty good. Vokalek six, six strong. I think he's solid. And these guys are only going to get better. Those two are going to get better. And then you bring in the freshman, the freshman that's you know got all the talent. But I would drunk. I, I think people need to also temper. Like he is still a freshman, so I I predict any freshman, like even Fedoni. I think a, even Fedoni will be like they'll have spots. That he'll he'll come in and they'll throw. Yeah, I have him. no idea. I'm excited about him, but I don't know what that really. Someone says like, well, what does that mean production wise? Or I don't know. I don't know. I don't know Let what tell you, to he, expect. He's, well, he's six five two twenty, which means like, can you block on the line? I'd guess it like he's probably a year or two away from being comfortably comfortably being able to block on the line, which means you don't get to play as much as you. Well, should. like look, Vokalek is an inch taller and forty pounds heavier, and you have to block guys. Six seven, three hundred pounds, and if you're two twenty, Nick, I, he I, looks thin. He like, is I mean, thin, so he'll be. I think he he'll have a chance some. to play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'll have a chance to play, in, like in one of those like kind of split out positions. Playing on the line right now, it's, it's tough for a true freshman. Because even Austin Allen, six eight two sixty, 
it just takes time. You got it. You got so, Okay. Cause that's what I was going to ask you. Like we talked earlier about like that, that strength element, like tight ends, probably one of those things for blocking, but what about the ability to route run and pass cat? Like, I think how do you see that? He'll eventually get to that. But even that you got to learn the offense, got to get adjusted. It sounds speed. like, I mean, again, you hear like, it sounds like he's picked things up pretty fast. I think he's, I think he's getting there. The coaches are even said though, in the, I saw in the paper, they're like, you know, he's, it's still going fast for him. This is not like, you know, he kind of is even him is like, wow, this is, this is going fast. I wasn't ready for this sort of speed. Um, So it takes a little bit for that speed to slow down. So we'll see, we'll see how he develops. But I think people that they think he's going to like be all big 10 this year, like, like if he's a freshman and he can play, that's such a success. Okay, that's this is good. I, I didn't know. I mean, I've been I like, would, I would. He's temper. like on the list. If someone said like, rank the five things you're most excited about for next season, like I think I'd put. I just like I'm excited. I mean, Fedoni's number one tight end in the country. Like, yeah, but it's also like that's a position. I'm, I'm, just that I'm excited about it. Like, I think that's he's a guy that you, we should be like to the moon excited that he's on our team. But it just takes a little bit. It's but yeah, I, bit. I would say the first three games of the year, I wouldn't expect him to so, be like. Playing sixty snaps. What you're saying though is is ultimately Austin Allen and and Vokalek are the guys. Well, yeah, I mean they're going to be able to play every down. Okay. Where I think Fedoni is going to be spot used would be my guess until he gets a little bit more strength and experience. We'll we'll see. I mean we'll see how fast he develops. He he's got he's got the he's got skills they don't got though. Right. I'd say that he's got talent that they don't got right now. I'd be it'd be fun to see him in the spring game though. Yeah, he, he'll watch him move, and because there sometimes, okay, does some guy look like a freak because he's a like, you know, there's there's the context of the other twenty guys on the twenty one guys on the field. Yeah, you know, like you watch you watch highlights of Fedoni, and you're like, holy shit, like yeah, he, he looks like the biggest, the fastest, the, the like. I just I'll be interested to see what he, if he, if he still has got that pop and that that like that holy shit to him on. Even in the spring game, yeah, will he be able to go get the ball? Run confidence, yeah, run like, by people. You know that there's a lot of confidence that goes into that. So sure, I'm. I'll see, we'll, it's gonna be fun to see how he adjusts. But so you feel really good about the tight ends. Tight ends are solid. Okay. Yep. Anything we're missing with the tight ends? Nope. QBs. QBs. Agent Martinez. Uh, behind that, who knows? But we'll save that for another time. Do you want to say? You want to save QBs for? Yeah, I mean Adrian. We know Adrian. We well, okay, like okay, we know Adrian. Well, okay, but time out though. Let's not gloss over Adrian for a second. Are you concerned? What? No, I. Well, I'm. I'm all. <laughs> let's not just. I mean, he needs to have a good spring, a yeah. really good spring. Yeah. Like, we we don't want to fall. In the, it's weird. I mean, we're we're Ross and Rachel pretty bad with with Adrian. For yeah, I'm and we're and, I mean, the guy did lose his job, but then he got it back. But I think as the dust just settled from the season. I've talked myself into being like it was, it was. I just do this every year. It's like it was everybody else's fault, but Adrian. <laughs> like it, you would almost think like Adrian is actually my like long lost son. Like I had, I had a, I went to Fresno twenty years ago, had a whoopsies, and Adrian is my son <laughs> because like I just, I'm sure you feel like I just kind of always make, I don't know if excuses the right word for him, but like he was good two enough. Two straight years, yeah. I've made excuses for his performance. I I think that he had a good enough freshman year that we saw real talent. He's had some 
really, really up and down moments for two straight years. Yes. Up and then very down. Very Repo, just, Heisman candidate to benched. To benched. Um, but you know what? Like, uh, I think the issue with him this year, why I skipped, was like, it's his job. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not there. This isn't he, a conversation about him getting we know being we, out or something. We but. know what he is, and we kind of maybe know what he isn't. Um, but that doesn't mean I mean his freshman year was good enough that we know that, and a little bit more maturity is what he could be, right. which Coach is really good. But we don't think he's going to win the Heisman either. But now he that's what we learn now. Four, yeah, he's a. Four years starting quarter. This is his fourth year. And you know what? Actually, like we if, should feel great about that. I, like, I feel comfort in that. I feel comfort in at least that we have a four-year starter. Like, I'm not worried about a lot of things because of that. Like, I hope he improves, and I hope he kind of finds the whatever that it factor is that he, he need to get back. But, like, I also, like, I, I feel fairly comfortable, too. Yeah. What is it you feel like if you had to pick the one thing he's got to get better at? Time, timing. Okay. Timely mistakes and getting his throws off in a timely fashion. Like whatever rhythm is and whatever, like having a sense for the moment. I feel like he, he's had some, like the Iowa games, the caller, like he was timely in the worst way. Yes. Like he didn't understand when you can't throw a bad pick, can't fumble when you can't, uh, run out of bounds or so, you know, like the things yeah. that you kind of go like, there just was a, there was something missing with like a timing thing, an instinct thing that I go, uh, why, what was it? What's he missing here? Right. Um, I, I think he's a good kid. I think he does He's doing everything right. Um, he's tr- he's there. There's not a lot I don't like about him as a per. Like he just seems like he's very composed. Like, but he just needs to. There's that next thing he's got to find. Yeah. That maybe he'll have it. Maybe he won't. I, I'm not saying he doesn't, but um, it has something to do with timing and instincts and just like do. Do we think it's a good thing? Because sometimes having someone breathing down your neck is a, is good for you. And then sometimes, I don't want to say it can be bad for you. That's not the right word. But sometimes when you know it's your job, there can be a level of, of, of just settling in that could be good. But at the same time, I think he's had two times where Jebbia, was, Jebbia and him were battling or whatever. Jebbia leaves, and then by all accounts, like, you know, in terms of after his freshman year, Frost even said it that it, it he kind of let his guard down a little bit. Yeah. You. So my question is, like, I wonder if with Luke now leaving, you hope that, and you would assume that he's already been through this to a certain extent, like yeah. that he doesn't let his guard down a little bit. I'll I be curious. Think, like, I, I think he's going to be a senior. I think that's got to. Yeah, the play urgency a part. has to be there, and the fact that, like, I think it was. I think a part of letting his guard down was was it was the hype it was the behind. hype i don't think it was as much of like i'm not going to get no one this no one's going to beat me out it was more of like drinking your own kool-aid it's hard not to when people call you a heisman like you start thinking i'm a heisman like right it's hard not to um 
I'm not as worried about the no competition thing because he went through so much last year. Right. And he's been through a lot. I mean, the dude's been through a lot. He's played a lot of football. So that's where it's like the guys that have played a lot of football, you know, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's going to prepare this year. Okay. So then, then, I mean, it's a big, it's a, you could make a case like when I was, before you came over, I was writing down players who need to have a big spring. And the third name I wrote down was actually Logan Smothers. Oh, because we don't have a backup quarterback right now. You got to, he's got to have a good spring because, and here's the thing is, you know, sometimes you, you won't know, like we say, like, we won't know for sure. Well, we will know. You know how we'll know is if they decide to go get a quarterback at the end of spring ball. It's going to be telling. I mean, now you could make a case that you need to go get one regardless. You could make that case. Yeah. But at the same time, like if let's say Smothers goes out there and has a great spring. They probably won't get a quarterback. They probably won't get one. So we won't have to do too much guessing or reading between the lines of quotes from coaches or whatever on or even over analyzing the spring game like we're gonna know what kind of a spring he had based on the decision that the frost makes with bringing another another quarterback but they need because martinez has gotten hurt every year Mm -hmm. like history shows us that logan if, if the season started tomorrow logan smothers would probably have to start or play significant time at some point in the season Martinez has never started. I mean, he's missed at least two games every year, right? Yeah, in three years, mm-hmm. at least. So I'd say that's so. So it's important. It's important for him. I I would say count on that. Feel good about QBs. QBs O line. Then we'll go over to the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, it's I like I like that Greg Austin has kind of put. He even said this last year. He kind of put it on them of just like. You know, doing the whole thing like we don't have any excuses, like it's time to produce, yeah. like all that stuff. Um, do we feel good about this offensive line? Because I don't. I would say like last year, I left. I wouldn't say I was brutally disappointed in the offensive line, but I was a little disappointed in how the off. Yeah. I thought the offensive line would be a little better than they were. Yeah, I think I was. I think you know one play stands out in my head. The you know the Iowa the play, Iowa, yeah. That that play I think summed up their year, which it was just a little disappointing, right? right. That's disappointing. I, I don't think they were bad. They just weren't good either. Um, I think they're going to be solid. You know, they still got some young guys. I think these two tackles, Ben Hart and Cochran, yep. are really good talents. I think they're probably both a year away from being dominant players. Right. So I think they're going to be okay. Now here here's an interesting uh, tidbit that I read today that I think that you'll you'll have some thoughts on. So they're changing the way they practice a little bit. Greg Austin was I think really campaigned for this is that you know they practice freaking really fast. Right. And I think that these offensive linemen were having a bit of difficulty. They were getting so tired and the plays were going so fast that they weren't Technique sticking. Was yeah, they weren't sticking on blocks and going finishing plays. So they're slowing down their practice tempo, which is essentially like it's a little bit of a philosophy thing. Like we're going to slow down a little bit because we're bigger and we're going to block a little bit more. So give me your thoughts on that. They're changing their 
philosophy. Well, a but bit. Hold, I, I would love to. I would love to have Frost here to answer this question of like, are you? You got to make sure you can walk properly before you run. Mm-hmm. So, is this a slowing down to make sure that you get solid? Did they try to go a hundred miles per hour before they were capable of going seventy miles per hour? Does that make sense? Like, do they do they need to get on the highway before they get on the interstate? So what, so what I'm, I'm saying, yeah. do you see what I'm saying? Like, I I see what you're saying, but I guess what I'm what I'm more getting at is is, is it is it that change? or are they saying, look, now our tackles are our guys yeah. are bigger, our receivers are bigger, our running backs are bigger, our tight ends are bigger. Yes. Maybe we're just not going to be a fast team. Well, because I think Frost has even said as much in one of his press conferences of like, I think it was either Sam McEwen or someone asked him, like, hey, it seems like there's been a concerted effort to get bigger. And he said, yeah. You know what happens when you get bigger, too? You usually get a little bit slower. Right. You, it's a trade-off, usually. I'll tell you, I mean, Nick, I just, I remember distinctly when I got to New England, like, you know, they ran a, th- we ran a three, four, two gapping scheme on defense. And I, I came from like, you know, college where Pelini and everybody was all, all about like speed and running. And, and I remember the coaches just saying like, look, like we don't, we, we're, we make the wall and we don't, you know, <laughs> we're not really running everything down. Like we're right. not, ch- like, it was like, it was like understood because you're big, you're not going to be running as much. And I was like, oh, like this is just a philosophy thing. Right. Like we're not going to, we're not just these like speed demons out there with everything's predicated on just like speed and movement. And that was the Oregon offense. I mean, the Oregon offense, UFC, it's like, it is fast, hundred miles an hour. And you know, like, are we shifting to a slower, but bigger and more physical offensive tempo? I would say it looks. I would say based on your personnel and look, who you've gotten. Look at our receivers. Look at our line. Look at our tight ends. I'm just thinking. Even it's like, steps. Steps a bigger back that you're bringing in. Like, yeah. Like, and I don't. I don't think that's the worst idea in the world. I, I don't I really either. Don't. I mean, but, but it is like it's something we gotta. But, I think but it's. We I mean, that, but that's a big on. deal. I mean, because that's a. That's a. Uh, you know, again, there's the you know there's the infamous line of uh, the. We're not going to adjust to the Big Ten. The Big Ten's going to have to adjust to us. Is this a little bit of Frost adjusting to the Big Ten? To me, to me, that's going to be the big question. Is um, and, and I don't care either way. I really don't. It's like, but I, I think it's going to be interesting to see. Is that going to be the case? I it, to me, that's well, a step. The way you practice, because like I said, when I got to New England, like. It, the focus wasn't on running to the ball near as much as I was used to. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, it's not that they just were lazy. It's just like, they're like, look, that's just not really what we're built to do. Well, and I was like, oh, I, did, I guess that's a philosophy thing to a degree. Yeah. And, and I think it's also. Not, yeah, it's not lazy. It's just different. Yes. it's Yeah. But I think sometimes, you, like, just say it out loud. Like, Nebraska has a team that has been penalty prone, turnover prone lacks playmakers on paper right now. Yeah. In a conference that is pretty big and physical. W- would all those things that I just laid out lead you to believe like, yeah, let's let's go fast. Like probably not. Because the faster you go, th- maybe that's where the penalties and the turnovers 
creep up a little bit. And the faster you go, you better have the 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 offensive firepower to play like that. Yeah, I, I think false starts, you can – the speed at which you play, I think false starts make a difference. I think the, I think it, the faster you go, the more it impacts false starts. I think you have more. Um, there's some benefits to going fast, though. Like the defense then doesn't have a time to set. The defense gets tired. They make mistakes. That's part of that philosophy, and I get it. I play against teams that when they go fast, you're like, geez, this is, right. this is tough, right? Um, but the things that we're trying to correct, I can understand Greg Austin going like, all right, if you want to see improvement from me, this is what I need, right? So he's lobbying to get a slowed down practice a little bit so he can, so his guys can get better. But that's also then it's like, okay, how much are we going to just shift practice versus our in-game philosophy? I feel like as you're as you're saying this, I feel like I'm having like a like a, a eureka or as I knew that's as, why I told you. As, I knew you like Schmied once said. I just had an apostrophe, an epiphany, an epiphany. <laughs> but if you think about it, Nebraska, since Frost has been here for three years, has has been a team that has that has been sloppy. They've they've been not great with the details. I would say they've la- they've looked like they've lacked a little fundamentals. the The mental part of the game feels like it's been lacking. Well. Is some of that because some of that has to be traced back to practice on some level, yep. and is some of that because they're going so fast? Is it harder to coach the details, coach the fundamentals, coach the little things, coach the sloppiness when you're just on to the next play and you're go 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 go? That's I think you can afford some sloppiness when you are. When you when you cause havoc on the defense and you're gashing people, the sloppiness is a part of it. The problem became is like you're the last ga- few years scoring, right. we weren't gashing people, we weren't scoring, we weren't keeping the chains moving. Where the those problems become less when that happens. When like when people are like stopping you, and you don't have the playmakers, and you're not like then those things add up, and it's just like. I don't know. Because I, I, I agree with that. But I, but do you see what I'm saying? Like, I wonder if... Oh, Nick, I, think I, I, remember, I think you're right. I think, I, think I remember... Right. I don't know if it was your brother that said this when he first got to Nebraska or if there was another coach that basically said they go so fast in practice that they actually have to do most of their teaching and coaching in the film room. Yeah, they go fast. So, like, you know, it's... You know, play comes. You, you know, you didn't make... You didn't read the right guy... You blew your assignment. Some coaches are like, like, stop it. Hold on. Everybody get back to where you were. Yeah. You got to jam number one, get under number two, C3, and in that order, again, line up again. There's not as much of that. You want to go to freaking edge rush camp oh, right now? Oh, I want to teach it. You want to teach it edge rush camp? Run the <laughs> All right. I don't know Chris Farley when I'm doing that, but 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 that makes like I don't know. It kind of like hearing hearing that it kind of makes sense to me. It, it's what's funny is like I get the go fast. Like 
like it doesn't mean going fast is wrong. No, no, no. You, it, it's just the, like going fast is it's it, very intentional. You, like I watched them do it at UCF, and it worked like a charm. Right. They went so fast, and they were so effective. Right. The defense has never called, got their play calls in right. They got so much BS easy yardage just from being fast, right? But then the, they made mistakes, of course. They made lots of mistakes. And it just didn't matter because they'd score 50 points, and the other team would score 37, and they'd win every game. Right. And they went 13-0. and And it just like so happens the Big Ten has better coaching and better players and it and they just, don't quite have the guys right now to you got to be bet i think you got to be a little bit more talented especially in those skill positions I don't know, like this all makes so much sense they, to like me. I, I don't know i'm I, I don't know i don't think i've ever understood the th- this might be the wine talking and it might the be the fact talk. that it's 10 o'clock at night on a friday but i don't think i've ever understood the Isn't first three years greg better. austin saying i needed to slow down for my blocking it's un- it's opened our minds to go. I'm okay. like, oh, it all comes back to that, and 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 I think we're saying that we're saying the same thing, just in but different elements of it. Yeah. You're saying going fast and the sloppiness that maybe ensues with that is all fine when you are scoring a lot of points, and and my point is because I agree with that, but then my point is like when you're going fast, you're probably you're probably omitting and looking past some of those things in practice. And so then they prop up, they pop up in the games. And yeah. so yeah, so maybe just by slowing practice down, because some because that's how it's like, how do they get the how how do they make that kind of mistake? How do they do this? How do they do that? Well, I bet in practice this shit is going so fast that it it, it can it can look a little sloppy at times. It is. Now, so here's the conundrum, though. Here's the conundrum. If you slow down practice, it's harder than to speed up in the game. Yeah, because I don't think you I don't, don't. You got to practice how you play. So you cannot this is slow where, in practice and then think you're going to go fast in the game. I so so I think this pretty much tells us what this season's going to look like so, right now. So this is what's hard. Is like okay, so. Th- I don't know. So this is this is where it's. I'm curious to see how they actually are going to pace themselves in games. Because, like I said, it, I think it's hard to to go away from fast, fast, fast in the game. Fast, fast. Like I, think I don't think it, you can do that. And that's just me. You would know better than I because you played football at a high level. But like, I don't think. I just know philosophically from a sports standpoint, if you have a very distinct thing that you do, which playing fast is pretty like a distinct thing that requires habits and day day in and day like that's something you can't just not do Monday through Friday and then Saturday be like all right now we're gonna now we're now we're gonna you know get off 88 plays like it just doesn't really work like that yeah I, I, we'll, we'll see I mean like I, said, I, I, I read that in the paper I like I Man. haven't seen it maybe it's like only a little bit but yeah. it's something it it's is something. definitely a it's a slight change in mindset okay let's go to the defensive side of the ball we are we are so me and you are the worst. Are we bad? Oh, I mean it's fifty. We said what did we shoot for forty five minutes. It's fifty four minutes in, and we're just getting to the defense. Okay, we're gonna do the defense in ten minutes. Done. The defense in ten minutes. That's what you think. Ten you minutes can do? in defense. Well, but it's a bunch of returners, so there's not like necessarily a bunch of question marks. That's why it's easy. Okay, here's my biggest question that I wrote down for you before I chilled this bottle of wine. Do you, do you like that I do that for you though? That I, I put it in the fridge for a little bit. Yeah, it's nice. So here's the problem: if like we had a waitress right now and they come here like, you guys want another wine? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. Two bottles, please. <laughs> okay. 
Who's the best? This is what I, the first thing I wrote down about the defense. Who's the best candidate on the roster right now to become the pass rusher? Because I think that's still the biggest. Like, there's a lot to like about this defense. It took major strides. It returns how many nine starters? Is that what it is? I don't even yeah. like it's. There's a ton to like on paper about this defense, but the good news is they're all coming back. The bad news is is that they're all coming back, and that means that it, the thing, the one thing that's not coming back is a, a pass rush. Is there someone that jumps out at you that went to Nick Bob pass rushing camp and didn't tell anybody? Nobody has gone to Nick Bob pass rushing edge camp, <laughs> to my knowledge, <laughs> and can turn that corner. Well, okay, all right. Well, I just wanted a, qu- a quick check see if you had heard. No, I, I truly that's that's the position that I I don't right? know that like, it's there. I feel like that's it. So what's sad is like I, I don't have an answer because I I have yet. To I couldn't even it. muster up. I can't even like try to just name a guy. There's three guys that uh, could potentially play. Payne, Tanner, and the young kid, Gunnarsson, are the three guys with the talent to maybe do it. Um, and I don't have a feel for him. Payne, I thought Payne was getting better last year. I, I, I kind of like I thought, him. I thought, Payne, I thought Payne got better by the end Ta- of the year. Tanner's played. He's got – I mean, those guys can play. So, so Tanner and Payne, you can put out there. I just don't know that they can get the job done day in, day out. Like win a game for you. I think they can get you a sack here and there, but like. So is there is with that said, is there a because I think everyone's excited about the defense, and I mean again, I am. But is there a ceiling to how good this defense can be because they still lack this one element? Uh, a little bit. I mean, a little bit. I mean, you can't be elite if you can't rush the passer. That that's just period. They have to be really, really solid all across the board. Uh, if you can't rush the passer and then you have to blitz more, you know, there's, there's trade-offs, right? You can't, if you can rush the passer, it's just, everybody's lives gets way easier. Coverage gets easier. You can double team. I mean, it's, it's just different, but you feel, we feel good about the D line though. Yep. Stilly, Stilly Daniels. Remember your boy snacks. Yeah. My boy snacks, (laughs) hit the showers, get a snack. (laughs) Snacks. Heck of a job today, Snacks. Here's a snack. Here's a Twinkie for you, Snacks. Good work. (laughs) Third and seven, Snacks. I got a ho-ho in my pocket. You know what you get. Get to the quarterback. That's how they. That's how they. That's how they get their. They, they entice snacks to get after the quarterback. We like snacks. Oh, okay. Well, who's Ty Robinson too? Casey Ty. Rogers, Ty Robinson. Uh, those four. Those four and Riley. Those guys will all. They've got experience. I I feel comfortable with those those four or five guys. Um, linebackers. Yeah, let's get to the backers. Hey, how good's the? Uh, what, what's the kid's name from Northern Iowa? Is he, is uh, Kov- have- maybe solid. They got four guys, maybe five guys at inside linebacker that can all play. So, I mean, inside linebacker is going to be like, is he, fine. is he, is he shown well so far? Oh yeah. Yeah. Solid. Um, the problem is, is like they got Honus. Reimer's probably the, the stud of the group. Um, I love me some Reimer's boy. Reimer's got game. Yeah. And then Kovalerik in, in, Henrich. Henrich. 
They got four. And then the, and Snodgrass is even – he played a little bit. So, I mean, they got five guys that can play, um, and there's two spots. So, you know, that's, that's a good great. sign. JoJo's JoJo. We know what he can do. Um, the two safeties back. Deontay Williams. I, he He's I, the one he's that the freak, had the freaky uh, testing performance index, right? Didn't he set the record for pro agility? Yeah. He – Holy. I mean, Yeah, whoa. so he is a guy that – I mean, that's that, nuts to me. I think he could make a bit of a jump this year and actually be uh, pro potential. Well, I, I just – all I know is that – when I had Barrett on before the season started, because we know Barrett, like sometimes you can tell, I could tell who, how he talks about certain guys. Like, yeah. oh, you like him. I could tell he has been high. Because correct me if I'm wrong, didn't Deontay Williams get hurt the first game of yeah, two years? That was a big blow to 2019. When yes. He got hurt the Sneaky whole secondary. Just, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but all I know is he's been high. I think the coach has been high on him. I think then the injury, he became kind of like, eh, well, the, people forgot about him. And then you, I mean, it's, again, there's, football is not a game of, you know, testing. But, like, I don't know. Like, the, the, the setting a record for the pro agility is like, okay, you're freaky. Yeah, and, he, and I think getting another year back, getting some experience. You know, he was a Juco guy. But I think these, these two safeties have had a lot of experience. Yeah. Um, and I think Cam Taylor-Britt, arguably our best player. I was going to ask I was going to ask you that is is Cam Taylor Britt the best player on the on the team maybe the team. probably. Yeah, I would say probably is. So that's I think him coming back if we can keep him healthy, that's such a big boost to that to our team because oh. a cornerback makes life for defensive coordinator so much easier cuz you can kind of just trust you don't you know you get to you might be able to say, just guard him and the rest of us will zone. Right. You know, so um, that's huge. So the secondary, I think the starters are good. The backups, I, I don't have as much confidence in right now. Uh, they just don't have any experience. But inside linebackers are good. D-line's good. Um, defense should be solid. I'm not going to say it's going to be a killer D. I, I don't think until you can think, rush I the think passer. like we said, if you – Unless you can rush the passer, I feel like there's just a ceiling to how great you can be. Yeah. Four but guys. This, I'm very excited. I, I thought this defense took massive strides last year. And the fact they're all coming back is exciting. Yeah. Um, is uh, there anything with... Last the, thing do is... Do we got to talk about special teams? Special teams have, uh, I've heard, have already are improving. In, and why do we think that? Is it just because... Well, first of all, do we like Dawson's got the title of it? Dawson's the title of it, and Frost is <clears throat> in it. Yeah. Frost is in it right now. He's involved. Okay. I mean, we've taught, we've, I mean, I, I can't even count on every uh, game. Uh, well, and, well, first of all, every game, and then every pod, we talk about special teams. It's been I mean, you could make a, you could make a case the biggest, what, the one, the one area that is going to send Nebraska to a bowl game or not next year is special teams. It cost us two or three games last yes. year, which is crazy to think about. And when you and I did, which, we'll, I mean, in a, like a month or so, we'll have to fire this back up. The Husker Classic recaps coming back. <gasps> what? That's exciting, right? But, I mean, I really I hope you enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. But, but that was one of the things that was the most, that jumped out about watching those old, great, 
Tom Osborne teams was special teams were awesome. We could punt. We could kick. Oh, I mean, I gave Darren Erstad like the player of the game in multiple games. I think you uh, you may have been a little overzealous with your Erstad. <laughs> you didn't like. Okay, you telling me that in the, in the Miami national title game, me giving the punter the unsung hero of the game is a little much. I think I have. Uh, is it, could it be that I one time played against him in a golf tournament at at a, at a course in Lincoln, and he. He had. Have you ever seen one of those guys that got those those Oakleys that you can't see their eyes at all? Oh yeah, machine. That dude. I I watched him swing once on the on a, a hole I was on, and he, I mean he, he hits like four hundred. I mean he swings like Bum. he's hitting a home run. I mean so, he w- takes a cut. So it was at Firethorn, and we got in the Quest, and or in the Derby. Sorry. Yeah. And so basically, like a playoff hole for people like to and. And I, I was teeing off, and and Erstad was on the tee box with me. He was teeing off. Erstad, I've never seen a person like this. Is where it's like you you don't like you understand why guys are like are major league baseball players for a very long time. And like the 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 velocity on his swing was violent. Like it was like it almost took my breath away. I thought he was joking. Like when he when he swung, I was like. <laughs> That's your joke swing, right? That's like that's what you're doing when you're showing off at a party. No, that's his swing. And he hit this bitch on a rope dead straight, and it seemed like it went 500 yards. That's what I mean. It looks like it went 400 yards. <laughs> it was unbelievable. John Daly but, over there. But okay, so special teams though is yeah. I mean, I don't. It's hard to even discuss. Like it's just like it's just got to get way better. And we've, you and I have sat down here and drank 10 bottles of wine and be like, well, what you got to do is this and that. Like, you just got to get better at it. You just got to get better at it. It's got to be a priority. And I think the fact that they have kind of, they've been depanced on special teams for two to three straight years now, where it's like, you got no excuse for it to not be at the forefront. Cause, cause like I said last year, or when I, like, I think, I think there was a part of Frost that, Thought the special teams issues all went back to the oh we just didn't have a kicker. Remember two years ago yeah. when they had to have a lieutenant kicker and all that stuff. Like you, th- I think I think that cast such a big shadow over special teams that yeah. you felt like well as long as as long as we get the kicker figured out we're fine. Because then we got a kicker. Because we got a kicker and it's fine. And what you found out is it's far is way deeper than that and it was way more problematic than that. Yeah, there were some details that got exposed. Yes. You know, I mean, giving up a couple. Punted, yeah. The fake punt, bad kickoffs. Just the amount of times we just like, they'd bleed out to the like 40 on. Uh, I mean, it was just, just it was know, a lot of like, we just didn't, we just didn't look like we had guys out there that were like, could do the deal. Totally agree. And I think we got enough talent that we should, we should look. Well, and I right like way. that Dawson. I mean, I think it's got to be good that Dawson's involved. Uh, it's got to be good that Frost is probably, you know, taking a closer look at it. So you were right. Uh, one hour, six minutes. We went 12 minutes on the defense. Close. I would have lost a bet on how long we went on that. Do we have anything else in our spring football preview? I'm not sure what. I mean, we, that was pretty, you know. I mean, it was, a dr- it was kind of a we... drunk. It was kind of a drunk spring football preview. Because we were three hours post drinking, we got to be better at that. We got to have better discipline. Next, the next wine pod, we're gonna pour at the start of it. I think we one probably drink. have to one. Drink. one well, but like, we were really bad. I mean, this was the worst one we. I mean, we were basically drank the bottle of wine before we. we started. I'm I'm like horse now. Oh, I'm struggling. I'm, oh. What happened? 
We talked, well, we talked for four straight hours. Yeah. I mean, literally, you came over. It's 10.18 now, and you came over at 6.30. My wife is probably like a uh, little help upstairs with the kids. But My uh, wife's eight months pregnant. And she doesn't know where I'm at. I didn't tell her where I went. <laughs> well, let's get you home. Let's get you home to your eight-month pregnant wife, and I should go upstairs and help with, with my two kids, okay? All right. All right. Cheers to Oscar football. Adios, amigos. Adios, amigos. All right. My thanks to Pella. If you're thinking about a new window or a new door, now is the time. Check them out online on the web at PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And uh, my thanks to my good friends at Rumza. Best fries on the planet. Great burgers. Cheese Runza. Delicious. The food is simply fantastic. Runza makes it all better. A Huda Media Production.